Ladies and gentlemen of Jets Nation from around the world, you're listening to The Good, The Bad, and The Jets Podcast. The Jets hired Robert Sala, the very energetic, uh, bald, intense, good-looking guy. Don't name it to me is the GOAT. And Lawson, like, has had a little bit of an injury history, but man, he's a rocket. He's a ball of muscle off the edge. Denzel Mims is there, and he's got it. Denzel's going to be another big, fast, athletic target for us on the outside. We're a good football team. And now, let's kick it over to your hosts, Brandon Ferris and Spencer Klein. Welcome, everyone, to the Good, the Bad, and the Jets podcast. I am your host, Brandon Ferris. Spencer is unfortunately not with us this week. He will be back next week, but hey, at least you got me for this episode. So obviously, huge round one for the Jets. I just wanted to take some time and talk over the first round and and some immediate reactions from myself, what we saw with with Spence last night on our live stream. Thanks for whoever tuned in and and saw our live stream, saw Spencer's TikToks as well. We We had some good live reactions for Wilson and Vera Tucker as well. Not really much to say other than take a bow, Joe Douglas and company. They knocked it out of the park with the first round. They took the guy who we all wanted at number two in Zach Wilson. They took the guy who we wanted at 23, but moved up to get Elijah Vera Tucker at number 14 in the first round. They did have to trade their two thirds this year, but I think we are very happy with Zach Wilson and Elijah Vera Tucker. I can't really think of a negative to, to say about last night. In my opinion, it's been a, an A-plus for the Jets. There's been a lot of talk of what they were going to do at 23, what's going to happen at 34. But at least we can say the quarterback situation is complete. The left side, left side of the offensive line is complete. We have Becton, obviously, at left tackle. Elijah Vera Tucker will probably slide in at left guard. He could also potentially move to right tackle in a year or two if George Fant is gone. He does have the small hand, smaller hands and smaller arms, but I think he's versatile enough that he can play right tackle if needed. So, again, I can see him and Becton anchoring that left side for the next decade, maybe 15 years even. So the, it's a, a great pick, a really good time to be a Jets fan. I think we're all really excited about what the Jets are going to do on day two and day three. They only have, so far, they only have one pick on day two today. They have that 34th overall pick in the second round. And after trading the two third rounders, they have two fourths. One they got from Minnesota in that trade, two fifths, and two sixths. So so day three is going to be even more important than we thought before. But I mean, initial reactions, I'm very pleased with what happened last night. Spencer and I, if you did tune in to the live stream, we did not want Justin Fields dropping down to 15. We're, we're pretty happy that they did get Mac Jones, the Patriots. I don't think Mac Jones is very good. Spencer does not think Mac Jones is very good. So, I mean, all, all is well in the AFC East. I mean, the, the Bills and Miami did upgrade a bit, but I don't think anyone had a bigger night than the Jets. Maybe you can say Chicago. I think the the Bears made an excellent trade, trading with the Giants and moving up to 11 to get Justin Fields because Andy Dalton and Nick Foles are, are not the answer in Chicago. Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy are on their last limb. They needed to make a big, splashy move, and, and they did. So hats off to them. 
I think the the Jets, the Bears, a, a few other teams have did really well. I mean, even the Giants, they they did a pretty good job trading down. They got that first round pick from Chicago and got Tony to help out Daniel Jones. So, I mean, there's really no excuse for Daniel Jones and the Giants now. The the offense is loaded. Barkley's coming back. They have four very good wide receivers. Evan Ingram, if he can catch. There's just a a lot of good things happening in New York. I mean, for you Jets Isles fans, the Islanders beat the Rangers. I know some people might be disappointed. Some people might be happy. But it's looking up in in New York sports. The Yankees are still the Yankees. The Knicks are are looking good. The Nets are looking good. The Mets are looking good. So, I mean, exciting times here in in, uh, the metropolitan area of New York. I mean, can't really say anything too bad right now. I'm excited to see what Joe Douglas and company are going to do at pick 34. The draft board fell very much in the Jets' favor because there there were some reaches. Alex Leatherwood going to the Raiders was a, a big reach. Newsom falling to 26 actually helped the Jets a bit. There's still some wide receivers there at 34. I like Elijah Moore, Rondell Moore, Terrence Marshall from LSU. They're, they do have a few cornerback prospects that they could target Asante Samuel Jr., Calvin Joseph, ton of offensive line prospects, Tevin Jenkins, Creed Humphrey, Landon Dickerson, and they, they there's still a, a few others as well. They have Aziz Alugiari, who is a, a coverage outside linebacker, but can also rush the passer, kind of like a Anthony Barr hybrid. And of course, JOK, who I guess besides Parsons is considered is considered or was considered the best linebacker prospect. I, I know Spencer was, was saying on the live stream that he's been falling because he is a little light. He is only about 215. As a linebacker, you need to be about at least 225, 230. So, I mean, he can kind of, if the Jets do draft JOK, I, I can see Robert Sala banging the table for him <laughs> today, actually. And they can just play him like they did with Jamal Adams, just throw him all over the field, put him at safety, put him at linebacker, let him rush the passer, let him cover. He can really do it all. I think if they if they get him, that's an A plus. If they get Tevin Jenkins, that's an A plus. It it will be really hard for the Jets to screw screw up this thirty fourth overall pick. I I guess I could see them trading down and trying to recoup the third round pick, at least one third round pick, since they only pick once on day two. But even Joe Douglas said, and I, I don't know if he was just saying this to say this, but. The middle middle picks in, in 2021 draft are not as valuable as they used to be for whatever reason, whether it's because players opted out, there wasn't as much scouting because of COVID, and I mean, some players just are all over the board. Like, even Wyatt Davis is, is falling, too. I, I, I didn't mention him. He can be uh, the right guard if, if Bear Tucker's the left guard. So it's looking up. Uh, I, I still think the Jets did a tremendous job in round one. We were very shocked on the on the live stream. If you saw our, saw our reaction, we're very happy though. And they didn't really have to had to trade much. Yeah, two third rounders are are I guess is a lot, but in the grand scheme of things, they still have their two ones and their two twos next year. If they can get out of this draft with all four of those picks intact, I think it's it's a big win. Because right now, you have Zach Wilson, who's going to be an immediate starter. Vera Tucker, who is going to be an immediate starter. And you would assume, whoever they pick in the second round, whether it's at 34 or they, or they trade down, you would assume that they would be a day one starter as well. So, 
that's what we've been saying with Anthony and Jared on the pod, that their first three picks have to be immediate players. They have to be day one starters and just be impactful players. And whether they take someone like Illugiari, JOK, Wyatt Davis, Creed Humphrey, Tevin Jenkins, whoever it is, they will start day one because this team still has a few holes that they need to be plugged in. Even, I wouldn't like it, but even if they go Javante Williams at 34, he should be starting over the rest of them. Maybe he splits carries with Tevin Coleman, but I, I, I mean, I'd be really shocked if they did take a running back in round two. I still think they need pressing needs. I would like to see a, a wide receiver or an offensive lineman or even cornerback. Like I said, Asante Samuel Jr., I've, I've been pretty high on. He might have a, a few medical red flags as well, but I, I think as a slot corner, I think he's, a, he's worth a shot, especially in the second round. Now let's switch over to the later rounds. I, I know I've talked a lot about round two and, and some targets there, but don't forget the Jets do have six picks on day three, two-fourths, two-fifths, and two-sixths. Will Joe Douglas trade any of them? Who knows? I could see him trading, trying to trade back up into the third round, giving up a fourth and a fifth. They don't really need all six day three picks, so maybe, maybe he flips one or two. But, I mean, some, some late-round targets that we could consider, maybe, like we've said before, Amari Rogers from Clemson, Nico Collins from Michigan, a tight end at some point. They, they do need a running back. I would love to see Khalil Herbert, Jarrett Patterson, Hawkins from, from Louisville. And, I mean, they could still go with edge at some point. I know Spencer likes Jonathan Cooper from Ohio State, who we talked about last week. But... I don't, I don't know if they'll necessarily try and target an, an edge. They still do need a linebacker, but it, it really depends what they do with their second-round pick. And, and they, they could go safety as, as well, like I talked about Jacoby Stevens from LSU and just, just helping that secondary and, and helping that linebacker core. I, I think they need to do the best that they can there because it's kind of bare in a – in that in that situation and I mean the cornerback situation is bare too but I, I did notice that there were some thoughts on Twitter that if Vera Tucker slides in that left guard they can cut Lewis or Van Roten and save about five or six million dollars and allocate that to whatever cornerbacks are left on the market whether it's bringing back Brian Poole throwing that money to Stevie Nelson or even Richard Sherman because if, if they don't address the cornerback situation in round two round three or round four they will definitely need to bring in a vet and I mean I personally wouldn't even hate it if they went all offense this draft just do the best you can to make sure that Zach Wilson is as successful as he can be and I think Joe Douglas did say he wants to do to Zach Wilson what they should have done to Sam Darnold and that's not a knock on Sam Darnold at all, or, or his ability that just, just didn't help him out or develop him properly or, or give him the correct weapons. The Jets are off to a good start. They signed Corey Davis, Keelan Cole, Tevin Coleman. They have P, uh, P. Ryan, and they just drafted Vera Tucker for, for the offensive line. So, I mean, I wouldn't hate to see them double dip in offensive line, whether it's round two 
around four, five, or six. There are, are still some good centers that they could get on day three. Kendrick Green from Illinois, or they can get Josh Myers from Ohio State, or they can get that, I forgot his name, but that, that guy from Wisconsin Whitewater if he slips as well. So a lot of options for the Jets to help out Zach Wilson. They definitely need to leave with at least one receiver. I would be surprised if they don't. I mean, Braxton Barrios is replaceable. The Smiths are replaceable. Keelan Cole's only here for one year, and, and Jamison Crowder's only here for one year as it stands right now. So they definitely can help him out. I mean, the Giants just drafted Tony in the first round, and you would think that they, they were pretty set at wide receiver, but it's always good to see teams give their quarterback as, as much ammo as possible to be successful. Obviously, the Packers aren't doing that with, with Aaron Rodgers, and that's why he wants to leave. So if the Jets can help out Wilson in any way, get a, a late-round running back, a late-round wide receiver, and maybe even a late-round tight end just to throw him out there and, and get rid of Daniel Brown or Ryan Griffin, I think that's a, a big win. So, so I think those are some names to, to look out for. Maybe another linebacker. I, I don't know. It, it really depends on what they do with JOK, because if they draft JOK, I, I think... Or or even Aziz Ulujiari from from Georgia. I don't think they'll they'll target a linebacker. After that, it wouldn't make sense. Ulujiari can play outside linebacker. Jok can play outside inside safety. So, if if they address it in, in round two, I don't think they double dip there. I would just be a little concerned about the cornerback situation and the depth of of the safeties because Joiner's only here for one year. But I mean, I have. Total confidence in Joe Douglas and his team. They have not, I, I have no doubts after seeing what they did for Vera Tucker. If someone can just fall into their lap at 34 and the later rounds, they might be looking good. So it, it, it really depends what they do in round two for, for what I would hope to see in round four, five, and six. And, and like I said, maybe they don't even use all six picks. Maybe they, they, do a flyer and, and trade a fifth or a sixth for a, an aging veteran or someone who is a potential cut for a team like they did with Quincy Wilson last year. I think that is totally on the board. I would be okay with it. Couldn't, <laughs> couldn't really see a reason why they, why I wouldn't be okay with it. Those later round picks are like Spencer always says, they're all dart throws. So I think you can expect to see, Joe Douglas and his team talking with other teams on day three about moving a pick. And may maybe it works out, maybe it doesn't, maybe they don't trade one at all. But they, they have a lot of options. If they can stay with their top four picks next year, the, the two firsts and the two seconds, if they can keep those after this weekend, and they, they took Vera Tucker first round and, and they get a, a star guy at 34 in the second round, couldn't think of a better way to start the Robert Sala era and, and the Zach Wilson era. And speaking about Zach Wilson, I think he is going to be, I, I hope he's going to be very successful here in New York. It looks like the Jets are building around him. Joe Douglas understands he needs a competent offensive line, some competent skill players at running back, wide receiver, and tight end to, to help him out. I think this season, is, this upcoming season, is all about developing Zach Wilson and the offense. If they don't address the cornerback situation or the linebacker situation, I will be okay with it as long as they make sure that Zach Wilson is performing as, as best as he can. 
the Bills did a great job with developing Josh Allen and building around him. I am hoping that the Jets saw that and will do the same. They have a, a pretty good wide receiver room right now. They have Corey Davis, Keelan Cole, Jameson Crowder, Denzel Mims, Barrios, and the, and the Smiths. I don't think I'm forgetting anyone else. But like I said, let's add someone on, on day three, round four, five, and six. Just for depth, I mean, th- this wide receiver class is deep as, as it always is. And with the scouting and, and the COVID scares and, and players opting out, you can find a hidden gem in the later rounds this year. I don't think it's out of the question that someone got misscouted or because someone opted out, they just weren't rated highly because they didn't have enough tape. So, I mean, I, I would assume that the Jets can, can find a, a diamond in the rough. I think Joe Douglas and his scouting team is, is very good so far. They really haven't shown any reason to not believe in them. But like, I, like I've said before, I think that they are going to do a good job. I'm excited to see what they do on day two. Very excited to see what they do on day three. Day three is usually not one that, a day that we really pay attention to that much. But with six picks on day three, two in the fourth, two in the fifth, and two in the sixth, I think we got to pay attention a little more that, than we usually do. Because like I said, they can maybe trade trade those picks. They could even trade back up into the third round, throw a, throw a fourth and a fifth or, or two fourths to trade back in the third round. There's a, a lot of flexibility that, that Joe Douglas can do, a lot of good and, and decent players as well that they can get in, in the fourth, fifth, and sixth round. Maybe they even trade down and, and trade their sixth round pick down to the seventh round and gain an, an extra sixth or seventh next year. We've, we've seen Joe Douglas pile up picks, but I think he understands that now is the time to use all those picks wisely and use them to trade up like he did. I was very, very pleased to see him be aggressive with getting Vera Tucker. That was their guy. That was the, the top offensive lineman on their draft board, it seems, from, from all the reports. It seems like Tevin Jenkins is a, a close two to Vera Tucker, so if they get him round two, I can't, can't think of anything other than an A-plus to, to give Joe Douglas. And then speaking about the A-plus grade, next week Spencer will be back with me. We will go over the draft class of the Jets and, and give our grades for each pick. Right now, I can't see why we wouldn't give Wilson or Vera Tucker an A or an A+. Plus. So it's a little, a little spoiler there. But I'm hoping that we can dive a little deeper into each pick, give, give some more insight and analysis when we do a little more research on these guys because some, some of these guys don't have too much tape. Or too much information. So, like, if it's a fifth or sixth round guy, we'll do our research. We'll we'll do our homework. Give you some insight and analysis on, on these players. And hopefully, next by next week, we are extremely happy with, with who they get. I mean, like like Spencer. If Spencer was here, he would say we'll buy into any guy, no <laughs> no matter who it is. We always do. But some guys are a lot easier to buy in than others. If if they take an interior defensive lineman. That's it's a tough buy-in, but we'll we'll make a case for it. We always do. We always try and be as optimistic as possible. We we never want to root for the team to lose, but we also like to be a little realistic with it. So with that, I have nothing else. I think this was a a good first initial reaction for Elijah Vera Tucker and Zach Wilson. 
like I said, there are a few options in the later rounds that I've talked about, some options on day two as well at 34. And and don't forget, Jared, Jay, and, and Anthony um, laid, laid out some options as well when we, when we spoke with them in the, in the last two weeks. So when we speak to you next week, I'm hoping that we are in good spirits. We uh, like, the, like the picks. Again, we'll buy into the picks no matter what, but I'm, I'm hoping they're <laughs> an easier buy-in. And again, thank you for anyone who tuned into the live stream yesterday. We did have a lot of fun. We, we graded each pick, gave some insight and analysis. You got to saw our raw and, and live reaction as well. And it was, it was just a, a fun time. We always enjoy uh, speaking with our followers and, and friends of the pod as well. And I know a lot of people enjoy that. So definitely thank you for, for whoever tuned in. And, and again, thank you for listening to us. Uh, ramble these past few months it's been a a big process we were we're finally here it's it's draft weekend we're having fun and it looks like the the jets are are on the way up the the stock is up for the new york jets and joe douglas so if if you're interested in hearing more about us if you want to follow us on social media you can follow us on instagram at the good the bad and the jets pod you can follow us on twitter at good bad jets pod you can like us on Facebook by searching for our podcast name. And you can follow me on Twitter at Verified. Unfortunately, Spencer is not here, so I don't know his social media handle. So we can't plug him this week. But like I said, he will be back next week. We might actually do our first recording in person. Again, we've been doing everything remote because of COVID. Last night was the first time we did an in-person podcast-related episode. Well... A live stream, not an episode, but we're both fully vaccinated, so I'm I'm hoping we can do something in person starting next week. And again, next week we will go over the Jets draft class, and probably the, the episode after that we can give you some expectations uh, of what we can can see from this rookie class after doing a, a deeper dive into them and and seeing where they'll fall. So on. Uh, on the morning of day two of the NFL draft, uh, I hope you enjoy round two, round three, round four, round five, and round six, and round seven if, if uh, the Jets trade back into it. NFL draft is always a fun time. I love watching ESPN and, and the NFL Network to see what the, the experts, quote-unquote experts, say. They don't have any more credibility than, than myself or Spencer. So thanks again for listening. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Enjoy draft weekend. And make sure you stay positive, test negative, and enjoy the rest of the week. Thanks, everyone.